Cornerstone Conversations, having a chat with Neil and Matt. Hello, everyone. We're not dead. (laughs) (laughs) No. How you going, Matt? I am not dead. I'm I'm here. I'm breathing. Uh, It's been a little while. Hasn't it? Nearly a month, eh? Nearly a month. That's a long. It's amazing how quickly time flies by when you're having fun. I know, being sick and whatever else. Yeah. Know, isolation and. Isolate COVID. Yeah, and I can't uh, possibly do this by myself. I need you here. No. You... <laughs> <laughs> Don't you often have conversations with yourself, though? That's what I've heard. <laughs> yes, I do. You do. Yeah. yeah. I usually win all the arguments as well. Cornerstone conversations, <laughs> having a chat with Neil <laughs> and, and Neil. his many personalities. <laughs> hey, uh, Matt. Yeah. What's been happening? Well, what's been happening? Well, I've had. Oh, let me think. What's happened in the last month? Oh, I hurt my back to That's start right. off with. Uh, that was yep. that was fun. Uh, playing basketball, so you know maybe I'm getting too old for that, but maybe not. You mm-hmm. know, who knows? Um, so yeah, that wasn't that wasn't overly fun. And then had uh, illness in the family, both COVID and non-COVID related situations going on, which basically uh, took the whole family out for a couple of weeks. Wow. So and uh, now here I am. It's amazing. Did you miss me? Yes, of course. Of course I did. Well, that e- was, everyone missed you, mate. That was a heartfelt, yes, of course. Yes, of course I did. Yeah, well, of course we did, <laughs> No, I did. Of course I missed you, Matt. Yeah. Yes. So, no, I've, I've certainly missed being around the place, that's for sure. Yeah. It's been different. Very quiet on a Wednesday because you only work Wednesday and mm. no one in here disturbed me. And yeah. No. No, no foot massage. Uh, <laughs> Ever. Ever. (laughs) (laughs) That never happens. um, So we missed a few of our sermons. Yeah. And we'll just continue on where we are now. Okay. So we've been doing a series, um, The End of Things, I think we called it. And looking at Matthew 24 and 25, uh, which is Jesus' Olivet Discourse, Mm. which took place where, Matt? On the Mount of Olives. That's right. Hence yep. the name Olivet. Olivet. Um, yeah, it's hmm. a very nice name. And really, he's talking about his coming back or hmm. the end of time yep. when he comes back and things like that. So this week, I was looking at uh, verse 15 to 34, and the disciples had asked Jesus two questions basically what are the signs of the end and when will it happen? Um, and Jesus answers. Uh, we can break down into to three things that he said to them or three things to be aware of. And he, he gives some, some details of what's going to happen. But really a lot of it's, um, you know, although I'm sure it was very clear to Jesus, mm. um, still some of it today is some of the most um, disagreed about bits of scripture, Yeah, you know, what's going to happen. And, and really when it comes to prophetic stuff, uh, often that's the case. You know, you don't really know. Until it's already happened, yeah. you know. So, and it's really easy to look at a prophecy and see that it was right once the prophecies come to pass. But until then, we're just best guessing a lot of the time. Yeah. Although there are some things that seem reasonably clear uh, in that. So, yeah. Um, just a bit of a a recap on the start of it was his answers. Basically, came down to these sort of three. Themes, number one, is don't misplace your hope. Uh, so when we're thinking about the end of things, yeah. um, it's very important that we don't put our hope in things other than Jesus. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know, Matt, what, what sort of things do you think that could be? 
for us? Um, well, I think it, I think it's it's trusting in in worldly things, yeah. isn't it? You know, so I mean, I, I I believe in the in the start of Matthew twenty four, Jesus is talking about the fact that the temple is not going to be standing anymore, and if you if you look at that temple, you know, there's foundation stones which are five hundred ton or something ridiculous, yeah. and he's saying that there's not going to be a stone left on top of each other, and you know, so I mean, you can look a building is a perfect example. You know, you can look at a building and think, oh, you know, that's going to stand there forever and that's where my hope is and you know we can you know we can put our hope in in the church as a as a building you know yep. we can put our hope in in businesses or organizations or or society um which you know not, none of that is ever going to stand forever um and and so you know it's just i guess it is that that challenge jesus is the only thing that's ever going to remain the same forever Jesus and God and the yeah. Holy Spirit, yep. um, and so just making sure that that's that's where our hope lies, um, so that you know when you know when when things go horribly wrong, yep. in terms of buildings collapse or organisations collapse or governments collapse or, or society financial or system. financial system or all that kind of stuff, yeah, you know that we don't lose hope. Yep. Yep. Secondly, don't be deceived. So. Yep. He gives lots of examples of signs that are coming. Uh, this is in our first week. Uh, so I talked about earthquakes and pestilence, famine, disease, um, false messiahs, uh, even persecution of the church yep. and a falling away. So where people fall away from faith and and don't love anymore, basically. Mm. They lose love mm. for one another. And, you know, what he was saying was you'll see these signs, but the end's not yet. This is just the beginning yeah. of birth pains. In other words, yeah. you know, how often over my lifetime I've heard, oh, Jesus is coming back soon. Mm, mm. And that is actually the case all the time. He's coming back soon. Um, but we can be deceived by the signs and go, oh, well, that sign's happened. So Jesus is coming back tomorrow. And I think that then also stops us living for Christ at the present time, which is the third thing, which is be awake, be aware he's coming again. Yeah. Um, and in a way it's like if we are expecting Jesus tomorrow or the next week or the year after, often we can put our life on hold mm. and stop living for him now yeah, that's uh, true. and preparing to go. So, you know, we, we have to be aware, but also when we talk about that, be aware of his coming, um, and I'm going to be talking about that this Sunday, uh, looking at the rapture, uh, because in the verses that we're about to read it's or look at, uh, I don't know if we read them or not. It's quite a bit, mm. um, but it it there's these sort of two coming back sort of things or themes that there is. One is that hey, as soon as these things happen, immediately after that, Jesus is coming back. Yeah. Um, and in Daniel, uh, the book of Daniel, it talks about um, when uh, when uh, in in the temple, uh, there's there's something set up that is worship that it's not God. Uh, the abomination of desolation and in Revelations it talks about it too and in Thessalonians that at some time there's going to be someone who stands basically in the temple mm. uh, which couldn't have happened back then because it's talking about is coming back after this point and they basically put themselves in the place of God and three and a half years after that the end comes. Mm. So that's actually quite specific and yeah. then just a little bit further on than what we're reading today Jesus says, hey, no one knows the time or the hour mm. and I'm coming back again. Mm. So there's these sort of conflicting messages there. 
um, yep. in that, which is why um, I wanted to talk about that rapture coming up this week because um, my belief, and it's not everyone's belief, but is that we get taken up as a church before the Great Tribulation at least, and there's yep. you know a few different versions of that. Some will say it's before the Tribulation, some mid-Tribulation, um, and some at the end. Mm. So, yeah, when we're together with the Lord forever, yep. which is pretty awesome. Um, but from what I've read, I've come to the conclusion that I believe it's before that time, and we'll talk about that this Sunday. Yep. Anyway, right. it's... Uh, like I said, this passage is probably some of the most difficult to understand in a way. Um, and so what it talks about is um, destruction happening um, and people fleeing and things like that. Mm. So the the thing is that the debate is, is this what happened when the Romans invaded and smashed down the temple or is this something that's in future? But it almost seems that it's a switching between the two. And yeah. often in the Bible, you'll see what they call types and shadows where it's like um, it's something that's happening then, but yeah. it's also relevant to the future. Yeah. And that's how the sort of prophetic quite often works. Um, so I'll read it out. Uh, Matthew 24, 15 to 31. I uh, might go to verse... Oh, I may as well read it all. Okay. The day is coming when you will see... What Daniel the prophet spoke about, the sacrilegious object that causes desecration standing in the holy place. Reader, pay attention. Then those in Judea must flee to the hills. A person out on the deck of a roof must not go down into the house to pack. A person out in the field must not return even to get a coat. How terrible it will be for pregnant women and for nursing mothers in those days. And pray that your flight will not be in winter or on the Sabbath. For there will be greater anguish than at any time since the world began and it will never be so great again. In fact, unless that time of calamity is shortened, not a single person will survive, but it will be shortened for the sake of God's chosen ones. Uh, and I think this is where, you know, one of the points where people are like, well, wait a minute, the Romans coming in is not mm. going to be the greatest calamity of all time. Yep. Um, and so it's like, is this another time? Then if anyone tells you, look, here is the Messiah, or there he is, don't believe it, for false messiahs and false prophets will rise up, perform great signs and wonders, so as to deceive, if possible, even God's chosen ones. See, I've warned you about this ahead of time. So if someone tells you, look, the Messiah is out in the desert, don't bother to go and look. Or look, he is hiding here, don't believe it. For as the lightning flashes in the east and shines to the west, so it will be when the Son of Man comes. Uh, so what we're seeing here is that it's going to be quite obvious. Yeah. Yeah, so that goes back to that point of don't be deceived which is really what we want to get out of this anyway. Mm, mm. Don't be deceived. There's going to be people who will tell you stuff. They will use the the fear that is often, um, I guess, portrayed in, in this these sorts of times yep. and use that fear to draw people to themselves and make false claims. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. So we keep going on with that. And Jesus coming back is going to be pretty clear. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just as the gathering of the vultures shows there a carcass nearby, so these signs indicate that the end is near. Immediately after the anguish of those days, the sun will be darkened, the moon will give no light, the stars will fall from the sky, and the powers of heavens will be shaken. And then at last, the sign that the Son of Man is coming will appear in the heavens, and there will be a deep mourning among all the peoples of the earth. They will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. He will send out his angels with a mighty blast of a trumpet. And they will gather his chosen ones from all over the world, from the farthest ends of the earth and heaven. 
Yeah. Nice. So it's pretty, uh, I don't know, dramatic, isn't it? It is dramatic. Hmm. I think I think it's it's good. It's something to look forward to. You know, it's not something to to fear. Mm. Um, and you know, I think that just again that you know, there's there's no doubt about what it's what it's going to be like when it happens. Mm. And and just so to have that frame of mind of of remembering that it's going to be really obvious when it happens, and and not to be looking for little bits and pieces. And you know, you know, you can you can very easily go through Revelation and go through this and and sort of try and mark off. You know, like what you're talking about with the temple being destroyed by the yeah. Romans and stuff like that, and you can mark off and tick off and say, "Oh, well, then it's got to be happening now," sort of thing. Like it's, there's going to be no doubt, yeah, that Jesus is coming back, and and so, you know, understanding that, but then also living in the here and now, like you were saying before. You know, we can we can very easily get in this place where, um, we are just not doing anything because we we think Jesus is coming back tomorrow. And, and effectively putting our lives on on hold, um, and so you know there is that there is that challenge just to continue to live and to be active, and you know there's a, there's a entire society around us of of people who don't know that they are saved and have this gift of eternal life on offer, and and so yeah. there's a there's a huge important role for us in that to be just sharing sharing God's message of hope. Yes. Um, in amongst all of the signs of destruction and the end and all of that. Yeah, exactly right. Mm. Yeah, so um, as you go through that passage, you yep. do very much see it coming back to don't be deceived. Yeah. Hey, wait a minute, guys, don't be deceived. Um, and back in verse 6, which we didn't read today, the same chapter, Matthew 24, that says, see that you're not alarmed. Mm. And I think that's one of the things is that um, as Christians, we have to live in this peace. Yeah. When we see the signs, don't be alarmed. Um, when the final end comes, when Jesus will come back and put his feet on the earth, that's going to be a great and terrible day. Great for Christians, terrible for those that aren't, that don't yeah. believe in him. And, yeah. Um, but before that, the catching up of the church uh, in Thessalonians, we'll talk about, like I said, uh, next mm. week. But because mm. there's, there's passages that talk about Jesus coming back with the saints to execute yep. judgment. So if the saints are with him, then they're not here. Mm. So if they're with him when he comes back, then they have to have gone to be with him. Yeah. And so, yeah, that that's one of those things. Um, but looking at the signs of the end, and I think, uh, Matt, I don't know what you think, but I almost think that these are necessary to keep reminding us that the world is not how it's meant to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean... I, I often find myself, and I think you even talked about it in one of your messages, you know, the, the the phrase, you know, Jesus come back, you know, like there's mm. this, you can look around you and just see the, just the, yeah, the devastation, the, the, the really. devastation and destruction of the world that is around us and the and the brokenness yeah. of the world and, and that feeling of it, just want it to end. Yep. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And so the three types of signs Jesus talks about, because it does seem to be this definitely increasing, uh, I don't know, what would you call it? Uh, depth or, you know, effect of these signs as it goes along. Mm. So the first one was the, the signs pointing to the end. So, you know, the, the continuing deterioration of this world. Um, yep. So earthquakes, false messiahs, falling away. 
Um, and they do affect our lives, but it is, like I said, they're signs something's not quite right with this world, then signs that precede the end. And it's like when you read through Revelation, the trumpets and the bowls, it's like there's this one one sort of judgment that's happening that is severe, and then mm. there's the very severe. It's like, yeah. wait a minute, you know, this is crazy. Mm. What is going on to this world? Um, and that's almost like, uh, you know, when you go to the movies and the lights dim because you know the main movie's coming on but it hasn't quite started and sometimes you'll get a few previews and stuff like that it's almost like that it's like yeah okay. uh time's pretty close you know um and that'll be when people are just really falling away and things like that but it's almost like and there's a verse that talks about how god has delayed the coming back of christ for one reason only that he wants the chance for everyone to be saved yeah and it almost seems to me as though there's going to be this point where everything is just so clear. You're either for him or against him. Yeah. And there's not much in the middle. And it's like God's going to go, that's it. Yeah. You know, everyone who's going to choose me has chosen me. It's a very clear division. Mm. Um, maybe time yeah. to come back. <laughs> yeah. So do, you think, so do you think it's going to get to a point then, just throwing it out there, yeah. of where the church doesn't exist anymore before Jesus comes back? I doubt it. Because, um, yeah, it's his church and he's going to grow it. He's, he's the one to look after it. But when the church goes, it'll be very different. And that's, again, to do with the rapture. Yeah. So the church won't exist. So the church won't exist. But people will be able to get yeah. saved after that point. Yeah. But they're not going. They're going to have to endure what happens after that. Yeah. Um, and then the last one is the signs that accompany the end and extremely dramatic. And that's where the, you know, the moon stops shining, the stars fall from the sky. And it's just yep. like immediately after that, Jesus is coming back. Um, and, and this is one of those areas, I think, where I've seen deception in the past in a way is, I don't know if you remember a few years ago, there was a big thing about the blood moons because there's lots of blood moons in... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And everyone was freaking on about it, like, oh, this is the end, you know, the blood moons, but that's not that dramatic compared to what No, this that's is right, that's saying. right, what that's saying, yeah. Yeah, so, again, that's one of those things where it's like, all of a sudden, we're all frantic, and, you know, I think when I was a kid, the same thing, it was like, there's a few movies out, and um, Left Behind, and oh, yeah. things like that, <laughs> and, like, everyone was panicking, Yeah, you know, and it, it people lost their peace. But at the same time, it mm. was really good to think, well, what if I'm not ready for Jesus? Yeah, yep. Which is actually a good thing to think about. Yeah. And that's where G Jesus goes after this when he starts talking about, um, you know, being ready for when he returns. Mm. Some of mm. the stories that he tells, the parables, and we'll be going through them in the next few weeks as well. Um, yeah. But that reminder to us, be ready. Be ready. <laughs> be ready for when he comes back. Yep. And so... Out of all of this, we know that there's going to be, be signs that is coming back. Uh, some of them are going to be very dramatic, but Jesus said to us, don't concern yourself. Yep. These things have to happen. Yep. Um, and that's actually a good thing for the church, Yeah. you know, to, to think about that. Um, and another thing to remember is that we really don't know exactly what's going to happen, mm. you know, and it's sort of, it's good to keep a little bit humble about this. There might be some things that are obvious. Yeah. Um, which if you look through Revelation, there's some things that are like, oh, when the sacrifice stops, he's going to stop sacrifice. Well, that's going to be obvious, right? Mm. So however that temple sets up again and sacrifices start, whatever it might be, there's some obvious points, yeah. but there's a whole lot that it's just like, 
conjecture, really. Mm. Um, yeah. And there are some people that know a whole lot more than I do on this subject that will yeah. research it deeply. And, you know, this is not to be the be all and end all message at all. <laughs> it's yeah. just like a bit yeah. of a, you know, overview, have a think about this stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So that's about it, actually. No, that's good. Yeah. Good to, th good to think about. Yeah. Good challenge. Don't be afraid. Yeah. Absolutely. Be active. Be ready. Yeah. And remember that the signs are pointing to someone. Yeah. And he's coming back. They're not the end in itself. Mm. And and to just not concentrate fully on that and live mm. your life as though, you know, it's all about finding the next conspiracy theory or, you know, the date when Jesus is coming back and and following after those things, um, mm. which is almost the false messiahs, you know. It's like, yeah. hey, I've got the answer. Um, follow me. And, and that's actually happened in the past where people have predicted the end yeah. and they gather a whole group of people to them and, you know, Jesus is coming back and say, he didn't come back. Oh, actually, I meant this date. Mm. And then they will follow him again and then that doesn't happen. And it's like, you know, um, the hope is not in Jesus. It's that's right. in something else. And yep. yeah, it's a good thing to remember. Mm. Thanks, Neil. No worries. Thank you, Matt. All right. See you later.